I get to Rockefeller Center, it's a perfect setup for the marketing moment because it's like Atlas is out there holding the world above right. his shoulders and right. and I'm feeling like, oh my God, I'm going to Rockefeller Center. It felt like you were in a movie. I did. Your Marketing Moment podcast is about marketing moments, those significant events or moments of time that transform a career or business and how you can create your own marketing moment. I'm John Nee, president of Act One Partners, a marketing strategy and experiential firm and the host of Your Marketing Moment. Marketing moments are often the result of years of hard work that coincide with good timing. That's why we'll learn what our guests did to make their marketing moment happen and how you can apply these experiences and insights to create a marketing moment of your own. Short and usually focused on a single event, your Marketing Moment podcast is just a moment of your day to learn about the marketing moment of someone else. Welcome to your Marketing Moment. I'm your host, John Nee, and I'm delighted to have Sarah Van Beckham as our guest today. You may recognize Sarah's voice because she has been the voice of many national brands such as Alfa Romeo, Kleenex, and TJ Maxx, just to name a few. Sarah has built a specialized career in the highly competitive segment of the entertainment industry that is known as voiceover. Sarah will share with us her marketing moment and also insights from her career that can hopefully shed some light on how you too might create your own marketing moment. Sarah is an entrepreneur, a voice actor, and our guest today. Sarah, welcome to your marketing moment. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Let's get started. Tell us a bit about your career today. My career today is varied, I would say. And it's actually one of the reasons I do what I do. And that's because I don't like to do the same thing every day. <laughs> <laughs> I did learn very early when I became an actor that the job of an actor is really auditioning. And so that is something I do every day. But it's varied because it's so many different kinds of, of auditions that I do, whether it's audiobooks or commercials or corporate videos or animation or now podcasts these days. People ask you to do scripted podcasts. And recently, it's been moving more into the direction of something I had long, I thought was long behind me, which was more networking. But maybe we'll get into that later. Looking back on your career, mm -hmm. particularly your voiceover career, because mm -hmm. it, I don't think you started off as a voiceover Correct. actress. What was your marketing moment, you know, that defining marketing event or moment in your career that you saw your business or your personal career immediately transform? Right. So my marketing moment, specifically with regard to voiceover, was when I found my way to getting my my materials. And back in the day, it was an actual cassette. <laughs> um, uh, I remember those. Right into the right hands. And I happened to know somebody who worked as a young lawyer at NBC. And I asked him, you know, if there were someone that I could get my cassette to at NBC, you know, who would that be? And he, he gave me the name of the head of promotion and advertising at NBC. And he said, you know, I don't really know this guy, but this is the person you would want to be, would want to listen to your, to your work. And so I sent it out and, and about, I guess it was probably, you know, I didn't wait that long, maybe a week later, I 
was at home and I, 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 I remember I was in my robe, which I wouldn't recommend making business phone calls in your robe, but it happened to work this time. Um, this was pre-COVID, so you were ahead yeah, of your time. Exactly. <laughs> I was ahead of my, I was so ready for COVID. Um, so anyway, I called him and, you know, I'm, I'm, I think I probably just called the NBC general number. I didn't have a phone number for the guy. Although my mother was very good at like helping my, helping me, you know, your fingers do the walking and like figuring out how to get to people. So I don't quite know how I got his phone number. But anyway, I called NBC and somehow got to this person and he picked up his phone. And again, even though, you know, people did pick up their phones back then, again, I don't I sound like I'm 170 years old. It was, it was in the early 2000s. Okay. But I mean, he was the kind of person that you couldn't get to easily. You know what I right. mean? He had like an assistant and his assistant had an assistant and, you know, yeah. like that. Yeah. So he, somehow he got on the phone and he said, well, what are you doing right now? And I said, I think I probably said nothing <laughs> because that was the truth. And, and I didn't have a minute to think. I was so shocked that I got to him, I think. And he said, why don't you come down here and we'll listen to your, to your they called them reels. We'll listen to your reel. I was gobsmacked and immediately said, of course. And so I got into my interview suit, which back in the day, we also all, all had those. It was all ready to go. And so I jumped in that suit and then I jumped on the train uh, to get down to Rockefeller Center. I lived on the Upper West Side at the time. It wasn't a long trip. And I get to Rockefeller Center and, you know, it's kind of this, it's a perfect setup for the marketing moment, you know, because it's like, you know, Atlas is out there holding the world on his, you know, <laughs> right, above right. his shoulders. And right. and I'm feeling like, oh my God, I'm going to Rockefeller probably Center. felt like you were in a movie. I did. I really, I had, I had my own soundtrack going, you know, it was probably, I don't know at that time, Stevie Wonder or something. And I walk into Rockefeller Center. I mean, SNL's done there, you know, was Jay, no, probably... I don't know who yeah. was the host back then. But anyway, everything happens at NBC. The Today Show, for goodness sake. And I go up to his office, which I remember was like on the 26th floor, you know, so you're in that golden elevator, you know. And I get up there and I, if I remember correctly, it was one of those elevators that opens into a room, oh, you right. know, like that right. kind Not of- Not a lobby, but yeah, like right exactly. into the actual office. You're like right there. Cause it's like yeah. the, his, his, it's his- very New York. So New York, his individual elevator. And I walk out and I'm in this huge loft-like spread, you know, it's like a floor office. It's like a floor through office. And he's got all these like Again, it was almost like a movie set because I walked in and there were like four different meetings going on around the, the office. And he's at one of them. I didn't know which person he was. But anyway, he calls me aside and asks me to sit over there for a second. And so I sit on the couch and I just watch what's going on. And I'm probably, you know, I was probably shaking. I was pretty nervous. But anyway, eventually he gets to me and he says, um, he says, all right, everybody, you know, clear out. We're going to have this meeting. And then he says, Hey, Steve, would you stick around here? And, uh, turns, so it's me and this guy, his name is Frank. And he sits me down and says, um, we're going to listen to Sarah's voiceover reel. And turns out Steve is the head of audio engineering at NBC. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Just like what? So they play my reel and it blares out over his sound system, his NBC sound system. And it's me doing these, these commercials and I think it was only into about the second or third one 
And in this dramatic way, because this this day is clearly meant to be my dramatic moment of my life, he he hits pause and he says to his assistant, hey, you know, Trudy, get me so-and-so on the phone. So he calls ICM, which is, you know, one of the big agencies in New York and, well, internationally, and says, give me the voiceover department and reaches out to this agent and says to this person, I have someone in my office and, you know, I really think you, he said it much more commandingly, but he basically said, you know, you should, you should interview this person and, and bring her on. And it went on like that. So that was just, I mean, I, I called my mother from a payphone again, 175 <laughs> years old, I guess. I called my mother from a payphone right outside Rockefeller Center and was just like, mom, this is what happened. And it was number one, it was so fun to share with her. Gosh, I'm getting emotional just thinking about it. And this is all in the span of about what, maybe 12 hours? Uh, I mean, less than 24 hours. From what to what? From when you got the number to when you Honestly, walked out of within, the office. Honestly, it was within four hours because wow. he said, come on down right now. Yeah. <laughs> so I just took a shower. I got in my business <laughs> suit and I went down, you know. So it was, it was, yeah, it was very quick. And, and you never looked back. I mean, that was your, the start of your voiceover career. And it's been voiceover work since then for the last 20 years. That's right. I, I, um, I guess it, it's, it has been about 20 years because it was, it was then. But yeah, and, I, and you know, it didn't all, <laughs> that moment didn't have consecutive days of moments like that. I mean, it was right. then, you know, right. there were slogs in between. Right. Well, nobody's career is a straight line. We Correct. know that. Yeah. But that marketing moment was certainly something that happened from good timing, from being prepared. I mean, those are two of the many elements that we explore with your marketing moment mm -hmm. is that, you know, are you ready for when that moment occurs so that you can take full advantage of it? You know, looking back, obviously you're grateful that you were ready, mm -hmm. uh, that you were local and that you could respond to their requests. Things are a little bit different now with, with a lot of remote connections being made, mm -hmm. but any insights that you could share looking back on that particular moment or anything that you would do differently? Yes. I, I would say that, you know, I happened at that time, you know, I mentioned that young lawyer who had told me the person to uh, send the cassette to. That person was married to someone that I worked with at uh, a company called Six Degrees, which was a networking company. Um, it was actually one of the, some people call it the first Facebook and it was this whole idea that your friends and family connect you to whatever it is you right, need, whether right. it's a job, an apartment, a babysitter, a nanny, yeah. whatever. And so I, I had very much learned to sort of follow that idea that networking was networking and networking was the oldest profession, the real oldest profession. <laughs> um, and, you know, my mom was the queen of it. And I think it was just sort of innate she built it in all of us that we, that this was something we could do. And anyway, so my job was in that internet business of, of six degrees. And then sure enough, he leads me to my connection at, at NBC. And so, yeah, the networking thing, it, it, it's everything. It's, it is who you know. So that would be one thing. I would say another thing was taking a big risk, right? And, yeah. and, and making a hard phone call, making a phone call right. where, 
you know, you're probably shaky when you make it and you're not going to sound great. And you're not going to string the right words together. But it's funny what happens when people receive calls like that. I mean, you've received calls like that. I've received calls like that. You want to help. Yeah. You know, you immediately want to help someone who's putting themselves out there in that in that way. And it's like this thread that strings us all together. That's we remember. We remember that moment, you know. So again, I'm I did not know I was going to get emotional <laughs> talking about this, but I'm so struck by when young people, uh, or not even young people, young voiceover people ask me questions like, how did you do this? And, 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 and I love a person who actually comes through and, and really wants to know and, and takes the step. Because sometimes people, family members will come to me and say, hey, a friend of mine is really interested in voiceover. Can they have your number and everything? And I, and I of course, I give it to them. But a lot of times they don't call. Yeah. And and so it's making that call. And then I would also say and this is something I notice a lot in in my business now there's this huge proliferation of coaches and professionals who offer their services to help other people. And a lot of times the people that are helping are not high level enough to be helping, do you know? And so I I think it's also really important to reach for the biggest star you can. So what are you currently excited about or what new trends are you seeing in your career specifically and, or you know, broadly mm-hmm. in business that our listeners could maybe take advantage of or, or capitalize on? Mm-hmm. Well, when the pandemic hit and everybody was making bread, um, <laughs> I, I was thinking about new ways that I could actually make real bread because I needed, I needed, because of the way that the business had changed during the pandemic, which was, it was so odd. There was this rush for every brand, you know, well, you probably remember because they were all the, all the commercials were exactly the same. Let's do this together. You know, it was just some great YouTube videos about all the, yes, I've seen those. The whole script was exactly the same. Right, Right. And it's funny, people came to that organically, which you know, you forget about that with a cliche, like there's a reason. That's what, that was the message that people needed to hear. So I was auditioning quite a lot, but what, what happened was everybody who was in voiceover overnight had a booth, had a, had a, most of them weren't professional, but a lot of them were. And I was a booth meaning a voiceover booth in their home, in their home. Got it. And and when I say booth, I mean it could be closet, it could be you know right. a, a, a styrofoam box you got a refrigerator in. I mean people were just doing. And what we were all creating our own Zoom rooms. Yes, if they weren't full on studios. That's exactly right. And right. so, and it and in some ways there was a lot of acceptance and understanding in the in the industry for people who, you know, there would be Broadway actors that never ever needed a, a booth because they lived in New York and they could just jump down to the studio. Well, they couldn't anymore. So you sometimes hear audiobooks or or other things now where sometimes the sound quality is not that good, but it'll be like a high level actor. And you're like, how did that happen? And <laughs> you wonder maybe it was the pandemic. But anyway, so basically everybody who had an interest in voiceover and chutzpah could make some things happen at that time. I was lucky because I did have a professional voiceover studio in my house. Um, so I had that going for me, but it just started to become apparent and maybe there was more downtime to think about it that I needed to expand. And so I decided to, to, to spend that time taking a full-on one-on-one master course to learn audiobooks because uh, I had never nice. narrated an audiobook before. Yeah. And 
I'm a lifelong reader. I knew that I would like doing it. I had always steered away from pursuing it because the commercial work was flowing and it and it paid better than right, than an audiobook, right, right. you know. But anyway, I decided to learn audiobooks. And so that's what I've been that's where my focus I mean, I'm still doing the other work um, because that other work doesn't require network networking. But in the meantime, now that's what my work is, is networking to find audiobook work. So any parting words for our listeners? This idea of, of following your passion is kind of become something that people don't really want to encourage people to do anymore because sometimes people don't know what their passion is, right? And um I, I guess the way that I've been thinking about it lately is to trust your enthusiasm. And if you trust your enthusiasm, whether it's for, you know, collecting acorns in your yard for your visiting granddaughter or or um, making the sourdough bread or playing tennis, for example, you will find that your enthusiasm leads you somewhere. And a lot of times, too, I think people suffer from a confidence uh, deficit. And in those things where your enthusiasm leads you, your confidence grows. And so when you are in a place where you want to pursue something that requires confidence, you can remember that those, those other things that you do in your life, you know, um, can be a wellspring for that confidence. The other thing I would say is what I learned from my mother, who was trained as a journalist, and that was, you know, she was always following the crumbs and hunting down a story. And... I would say to do that, you know, like I mentioned earlier in my career, I followed where the crumbs led me. But then I would say to take big bites, you know, take mm, big bites. That's well put. And and yeah. and follow the crumbs because, you know, don't just eat the crumbs. <laughs> go for the go for the big guns. And the last thing I'll say is, you know, to always be learning. Well, Sarah, thanks for spending time with us. Your marketing moment and your insights have been invaluable. I know our listeners will certainly appreciate it. I've learned a lot from, from this session. Um, thanks for sharing your insights and your stories. And we hope to have you back sometime. Thank you so much for having me. This has been really fun. You bet. Your Marketing Moment is a program from Act One Partners. To follow along and learn more about elevating your brand and transforming your business, visit actonepartners.com. That's A-C-T, the numeral one, partners.com. Thank you for listening. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.